Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Hey, I just want to thank everybody for joining us again today. We are living in some incredible times and uh, challenges and the things that we're facing I recently just been seeking the Lord on some thoughts in regards to kind of where we're going and moving in the next few weeks. And I just felt like the Lord prompted me to talk about a, a particular subject where we're going to spend some time in the next few weeks. And so it's been a challenge for all of us. And I know that for me, I do spend time going back in the Word and looking at some things that would be helpful for me personally, uh, but also helpful for us corporately as a church as we are navigating through these times. And I wanted to talk about here in the next few weeks is just what it is as it is right now that we're living in perilous times. So title of this is Living in Perilous Times. Now, I'm not trying to make a, a negative thing of this because I, I do want to bring in some things that I believe are very encouraging and positive in this, the challenge that we have. But I really want to focus on being people of purpose in perilous times, that you and I are people of purpose in perilous times uh, because our purpose, when we're challenged and faced with something, we can change that internally. We can change our purpose. If, you know, God has us has had us on a path and a purpose, not only individually but corporately as a church. So right now, if we evaluate ourselves individually, has our purpose changed even in this season that we're in right now? Has your purpose changed? And so I just want to encourage you to think about that because we can really internalize our purpose or we can even change our purpose even in a season or a short time to fit whatever we are going through. And I, I just want to encourage us, make sure that we stay on path with the purpose that God's called us to. So I want to talk a little bit about that too as we go. So the question would be, what is your purpose? And that's something that each one of us can answer. But I know that God's given us a purpose as a church. And so we want to make sure that we're fulfilling that as we continue to walk in this journey. You know, in this whole thing, too, I felt like the word of the Lord is coming to us. You know, the things that we're going through, the challenges that we're faced with. I just sensed that I wanted to read a scripture this morning or whatever time of day it is for you. Just the, I felt like the word of the Lord to us, and it comes out of 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 19 through 22, and just the fact that the sense of barrenness that maybe so many people have been under, the lack of the different things, and I just want to speak the word of the Lord that barrenness is over. We're coming out of this season that God is bringing us into this place of abundance and plenty. And in this scripture just kind of jumped out to me in Second Kings 2, and it says, One day the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Elisha said, Bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they brought it to him. 
Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it and said, this is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure since just as Elisha has said. You know, this is uh, very interesting because they were surrounded by things that were not productive, that they weren't pleasant and the water was bad and it, they were just unproductive in what they were doing. And Elisha just from the word of the Lord came and said, bring me these two things, bring me a new bowl and bring me salt. We think about that. Well, that's not really a big deal except for when God speaks and he tells us what to do and we do it, things can change like that. The barrenness can become once again, produce plenty and abundance and there's something about the salt that's a cleansing, that's a healing thing too that we see in scripture. And so I just want to encourage us in that, that we're coming out of this season and I just believe God is, he's encouraging us, he's leading us. You know, we want to be part of that remnant, those who are helping to usher in the kingdom of God as we move forward, the power and the glory of God. And I believe that we're heading into probably the most powerful move of the Lord in history. And I'm excited about that. And, and my faith level is there for that. And trusting that God knows what he's doing in this season. But the scripture also says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Well, whether we're in the last days or not, we're in perilous times. And so they're here for us and we're living in those times right now. You know, I was thinking about this through the whole process of the COVID-19 and the, the death accumulation that is attributed to this. And, uh, but I also looked at, because there's so many other things that we take our eye off of sometimes and we put our focus in, and as bad and as sad as it is that 70 some thousand people have died in the United States because of this, you know, we also have to look at, there is a lot of people dying for various other reasons as well. And so one of the things that just sort of gripped me was the fact that often gets pushed aside, but I do want to bring up just the fact that there has been just since the beginning of March, two and a half months or so, about 175,000 babies have been killed, have been aborted in the United States. That's a large staggering number. It's about 2,000 a day, something like that. You know, and I just want to kind of remind us that, that in the midst of everything that's going on, the enemy continues to beat his drum to devalue life. And somehow that there's a, a focus that gets put on some area, which is fine. But we also, we need to take a look at this as a whole and say the enemy is trying to take lives, however he can do that. And so there, there's a lot of ways that he's trying to bring destruction. But I want to, again, bring an encouragement to us that, that God is going to see us through this. I want to read uh, another portion of scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, in regards to the perilous times that we're in, and it says this, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. 
They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. There's a lot of stuff going on right there. You know, talking about having the form of godliness, but denying the power of God, denying that power. And they profess to know God, but in their works, they deny him. And we see a lot of those things going on even in today. And all the things in the scripture I was just reading about, um, that stuff's going on. Titus 1.15 says this, everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Wow. You know, I know it's our desire to live our lives pure before the Lord and to be sincere in our walk with him. But there's a lot of people out there who are corrupt and have nothing in their heart is good toward the things of God or towards the things of Christians. And so there's a lot of corruptness out there that's trying to bring destruction. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 and 21 says this, What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil. Man, that's what we're seeing in, in our nation right now. That dark is light and light is dark. That bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. There's so much confusion right now in our world, what's going on. Verse 21, what sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever. You know, that's the other thing. We just, it's kind of like some people are out there just trying to one-up somebody else or try to come up with some plan or something that is going to trick or deceive people in such a way to buy into whatever the lies of the enemy are. I want to read another portion of scripture in Matthew chapter 24. This is with Jesus and his disciples and on the Mount of Olives. And it starts in verse three and it says this. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us when will this happen? What sign will signal your return in the end of the world? Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Many people are panicking right now. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nations will go to war against nations and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. That brings me to a sense and feel of how important the local church is. You know, right now we're, yes, we are the church, but we're all out there and we're not able to connect. And there's certain things that we can't do uh, when we don't meet on a regular basis or gather together. And there's a lot of things that can happen. And I believe the enemy will try to use some of the things we just read against the church. And so we have to be aware of those things. And so the importance of a local church <laughs> is definitely there. 
Uh, verse 12 says, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And I, I want to touch on this word endures uh, real quick, basically to remain firm under suffering or misfortune without yielding. So important to remain firm and in that without yielding or to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. Verse 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. I want to jump into a portion of scripture from Joel chapter 2. This is where the Lord promises restoration for Israel or he had just went through that promise to them to restore things that were taken away and to whatever lacked that they had lack of will be replenished to them. And so it says this in Joel chapter two, verse 28. Then after doing all these things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants men and women alike. So I tell you, there's a pouring out of God's spirit of his presence that's, that's coming upon us. You know, that's something that's refreshing that we're receiving. Because in life, especially in these days, we can get caught up in a lot of things. We can be complaining about a lot of things. We can be complaining that the enemy is attacking us and, and he shouldn't be. Or we could simply be complaining that somebody didn't smile at me when I walked by them. Or although now, you know, you're not see maybe not seeing as many people or just the fact that somebody disagrees with me. And, and so I'm complaining about that. We are truly living in evil days. And so the time that we're living in, People say and do mean things, and we have to figure out a way to get past that, to not let that grip us, to get a hold of us, and cause us to to start complaining about stuff. There's not going to be a cry room in heaven or a complaint room in heaven, so I think it's good to practice those things here on earth that, hey, we got to let things go sometimes. We understand this is, we're just in an evil world, and there's going to be negative things flying around. I'm just reflecting back on the last several weeks and I don't believe I've seen so much vitriol and hatred and anger that people have had towards other people who are a human being, just we're all human beings created in God's image, but we all have different perspective maybe or different thoughts, but I've seen so much attacking, especially in the social media area. And, you know, the question would be, so who's right and who's wrong? And based on what? How are we basing our opinion? Where are we getting that information from? I mean, you could say that half the doctors out there believe one thing, that they're professionals and professionally trained, and the other half believe something different. So how are we basing our information other than this happens to be our opinion based on what we believe? So we have to be careful in that we're not pushing our agenda so hard that we're trying to be in, in whether it's anger or volatile about something. The reality is we live in a fallen world. It, things are messed up and it's unexplainable why things are happening the way they're happening and how things are happening. We can't explain that. That's God's territory there to understand that. That's not w- what we can do. You know, have you ever thought this? Maybe there isn't an answer, <laughs> 
to what's going on. You know, maybe, maybe there isn't a solution. We know God knows everything, but maybe here on earth, we won't find the answer. Maybe we won't find the solution. We all know we have corruption in the government. That's true. You know, we can look at our media and their narrative is to give us what they believe to be the truth. Is it the truth? Well, more than likely not. So my point in this then is, so what does the Bible say that we are to do? What does the Bible say we are to do? I just want to look at a portion of scripture to kind of tie this in, in Ephesians chapter six. And this is a portion of scripture that probably many of us are very familiar with, but I think it's important to bring it back into play. Verse 12 through 18. And I, just, I want to read this whole portion because I believe it's important for us. If we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, man, this is not about each other. And for whatever reason, we're making it about each other. But it's against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. There's a battle going on in the spiritual realm. Therefore, because all this stuff is going on, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace, put on the peace, come on, that comes from the good news. So that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery darts or arrows of the enemy. Put on salvation as your helmet. And take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This is so important for us. Man, we got to have this down because we are in a battle with the enemy. It's not a battle with each other. You know, what God says, we love God and we love people. This is challenging that right now, what's going on. So I would encourage you to take a step back and go, you know what? I may not know the truth about all the things that are going on, but one thing I know is that God does know, and the truth is in the word of God. And so we have to become battle ready, and we're fighting for the kingdom of God. We're not fighting a battle against each other. And so I believe we're getting ready for an unprecedented harvest. I'm seeing that all around. That's being prophetically spoken in, in different arenas. And, and so it's important that we're not self-focused. What is it good for me? What do I need for me personally? And it's important we take care of ourselves. But so often we get self-focused and we become driven by fear and we miss what God is preparing for us. So I talked about earlier about what is my purpose because so we can get off track of what our purpose is. So if, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you put your faith and trust in him, you're a leader. And so I believe I just implore us that we need to lead by good example and leading those people around us, whether they agree or not, we're setting the course of saying, hey, you know what? I may not know all the answers, but I know Jesus does and I know that He's got things under control. And so we need to understand that. We're in challenging times right now. I was thinking about this song. It's a simple song that I've heard the last few months, but the couple of lyrics in it 
it, this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battles. And it goes on to say, it looks like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And, and I think that's important for us to look at. It looks like we're surrounded by a lot of bad stuff, but the reality is we're surrounded by God. We're surrounded by his love in this. So we're going to recover from this barrenness and God's going to propel us into incredible things ahead. So I just want to encourage you today as we take a look at things around us and just giving you some pastoral thoughts in here as you go about your daily life and that see how we can encourage others. And let's understand that God is, has a purpose for us. And so we find out what that is, that we don't get sidetracked off of that but he has a great plan for us individually and corporately. So thank you again for joining us today and uh, joining us in worship. And I just want to encourage you this week in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast.